Hello friends and welcome to Two Moons Wellness podcast and YouTube channel. Thank you for joining me today on uh, an episode I guess I will call Surviving the Holidays. <laughs> I think that the holidays can be a challenging time for a lot of us, definitely for myself. It's hard for me to practice my newly developed emotional regulation when I'm around um, people who re-trigger old wounds, um, unhealed wounds. And I say that in a sense of all shadow work, shadow self things is an unhealed self. And for me, that gets very activated when I'm around my family of origin. Um, Part of that is because the abandonment and deep rejection that I have felt from my family continues to be reinforced by current behaviors. And I don't think that I was able to conceptualize that until I stepped away from them for a while. And I don't say that in a derogatory sense to my family. Um, I say that to say that There are a lot of family units that have a lot of toxic qualities. I don't think that that's a unique experience at all. However, (laughs) uh, within my own family, you know, when I was very young as a toddler, I experienced sexual abuse for many years by a family member. And when that information came out, I was essentially told, don't talk about it. And that action solidified in my tiny child, undeveloped brain, um, that my own perception of the world around me and what I had to say about it was unimportant. And now, in my current perspective, like, I don't think that that was intentional by my family, that they thought, well, I'm going to intentionally cognitively damage this child. I think that that's what happens in generational trauma. And I don't excuse their behavior whatsoever, but I have found a little bit of peace for tiny me that didn't speak my truth. And I think that the center of my shadow work continues to be around loving and forgiving me. That's why I love this type of work. It doesn't center on finding forgiveness for the person that hurt me as a child. Um... It doesn't center around finding forgiveness for my parents who weren't there to protect me. Uh, It centers on finding this place within myself of this damaged tiny Jess and holding her and reminding her that now like I'm big and I can and will protect her. And that's part of Uh, like the little mantras that I say in my head when I'm around activating people is that I remind myself that if I'm uncomfortable, I can leave. If I don't like it, I can say I don't like it, even if the only words I utter out of my mouth is no. Uh, I think it's important to honor that. And I'm a... (laughs) It's hard to talk about the family stuff, especially in a more personal sense because of growing up and being told, like, don't talk about the trauma, don't talk about what happened, just move on and forget it, just move on. And then the more traumas that I experienced as I grew up, I was consistently uh, gaslit and shut down about it. So sometimes it's hard for me to even verbalize my own experience because I think, well, is that a true perspective? Like, am I being true? 
to that? And the answer is yes. That's my perspective as a child who was hurt, who was abandoned, um, who was emotionally shut down and told to shut the fuck up, essentially. (laughs) And, um, you know, I wanted to do an episode for the people like myself who are going to be spending some extended time with family. Um, Here are the things that I do to help myself. Uh, Number one, I do breathing. I do deep breathing all the time. Um, When I'm frustrated with my child at home, if I'm having a conversation that's frustrating via text or phone, I can just like take a minute and count my breaths. And what I do is I do one in, two out, three in, four out. And I do that in increments of 10 for as long as I need to. And it's been really helpful of, of bringing awareness to my breath. Um, it clears my mind. I'm thinking about counting. I'm thinking about my breath, it going into my lungs and filling my lungs and it going out. I think about anything but my thoughts, if that makes sense. Um, and the, the grounding breathing is my number one coping mechanism at this point because it's silent and uh, mindfulness and creating that space has become a peaceful moment for me in chaos. When there's something going on that I don't like, instead of my normal go-to of disassociating and just like wanting it to be over, this is a way for me to stay, to be present, to remind myself once again that I'm big. And that brings me to my next thing that's really helpful to me is my mantras that I say. Um, reminding myself that I'm an adult, that I'm nearly 35, that I'm in control of my own life, my own body. That's a big one for me. I've been in a lot of situations growing up where I wasn't able to physically remove myself. As a minor, you can't just really get up and leave. And as an adult, sometimes I forget that. I forget that I'm a grown-up. I'm an adult. I can hang the phone up. I can walk away from a situation. Um, And so I'm here to remind you that you can too. Uh, If you're in a situation where a conversation has come up that you're uncomfortable with, shut it down. Just say no. Um, And for me, like, I'm physically safe with my family doing these things. So I, I say this with a word of caution that, you know, always physically protect yourself. You don't want to get in a physical altercation with your, your family or anything. Uh, My family is not physically violent like that. Um, just emotionally volatile sometimes. Um, and I can be too. And I, and that is important to remember, uh, for me that I am in control of me. I, I forgot that for a long time in my life. Um, these are things that I found to be, to be helpful. And the last thing that is really important for me personally, so that I don't let my anger get the best of me, I think that's my biggest shadow point that I've been working on for the past couple years is finding a place for this anger. I have a lot of it. I have a lot of it. I had really explosive violent anger for a lot of my life. I've done a lot of work on harnessing that in um, and not yelling as much and not being physically violent anymore. In my 20s, I got into a lot of like physical altercations, a lot of hurt and anger built up as a child. Um, being small and unable to protect myself, it felt like the only way that I could be big is that if I was intimidating and you felt like I could beat the shit out of you, 
that maybe I could keep myself safe. And it's taken a lot of work to like deconstruct that belief system about myself. And now I will cry at any moment. I will cry. If somebody says something mean to me, I'm crying. If somebody is coming at me aggressively, I'm crying because that's my true feeling. And it does feel good to finally feel some true feelings um, versus aggression, which still pops up and you know when it when it does pop up I'm usually I'm usually with my father um it's a complicated situation I love my dad but I still hold a lot of anger um and that anger gets reactivated every single time I see him because I'm not allowed in his house because his wife and I have problems um and this is something that literally hits the most brutal and sore nerve of rejection um, that has been there my whole life. Growing up, my parents often, nine times out of ten, chose their spouses over us, uh, my sister and I, and we were put in incredibly dangerous situations. Uh, We experienced immense trauma because of this, and you know, now that we're adults and my father is doing this to an extreme where my child and I are not allowed in his home, it's something I just cannot let go of. I try so hard to not talk about it in a mean, vindictive way because I do know uh, that regardless of his status as my father, that he is a human being. And I try to remember that, you know, my teachings that I learn from and my teachers that I read and listen to always uh, talk about love and a heart of love and humanness and interconnectedness and that's my culture and my belief is that we are we are all connected and that includes my dad who I have issues with or whoever and so um, humanizing this man in the the whole situation has allowed me to step back from it and to see him as a damaged person like we are all suffering beings although it doesn't excuse the behavior and it is still extremely hurtful um part of my authenticity and this like contract i've signed with myself to be authentic is to not shy away from the topic when it comes up sometimes it comes up in conversation about going to where the town that he lives in because we don't live in the same place and I, i i just try to do a gentle reminder that It's not an option to stay in a hotel with a toddler, but thank you so much. Um, Because I truly believe that there's nothing mean and vindictive that I could say that would be more hurtful than his own thoughts. And I do know that from personal experience. There's nothing that anybody has ever said to me or whatever that's hurt my feelings more than I hurt my own feelings. Um in this life, I've been my own worst enemy, my worst bully. And so, you know, I try to go forward with grace and love because that is what my teachers uh, have taught me. And so I'm paying that forward to you who watch my channel, I guess. Um, It is a hard topic to deal with. Family for me is my biggest wound. It is where most of my uh, challenging astrology points are uh, Saturn, Chiron, and Lilith, and Pluto are in areas related to relationships and family for me. 
it is challenging. Um, and so I try to give myself a pat on the back whenever I do well, whenever I'm able to be loving and hold composure and remember that there is nothing that I can do to change anyone else, that the only power I have in this life lies in my hands to change myself, my perspective, uh, and give myself that space between thought and action so that I can think about my well-being. I can think about um, proceeding with love because that is what I try to do. Um, it's part of the Buddhist teachings that I study is non-attachment and I can't continue to be attached to the trauma. And so I work a lot on that in my shadow, in my own shadow work. Um, whenever I'm writing workbooks, the questions that I'm asking are questions that I've answered and that I've come up with um, based on what's been helpful for me. And if it's not helpful for you, then do your own thing, write your own questions, explore your own mind. That's what I do to survive. I don't think that anybody asks for the cards that they're dealt in this life. I certainly know that I didn't ask to be sexually assaulted as a child and have that impact the rest of my life or to be physically abused by a man that wasn't even in my family as a preteen. You know, I don't think that any of us ask for these things. However, uh, these experiences and these events that I try to overcome and to live a peaceful life, um, they don't define who I am as a person. I don't have to be traumatized and angry and unpeaceful because I lived an unpeaceful life. I think that being reminded that I... Everything that I look for in this life that I have within me and that you have within you, um, the love and care and friendship that I always wanted as a child from my parents, from my family, uh, I am able to provide those things to myself to a certain extent, to hold my own hand when I'm, when I'm feeling sad, to make myself a cup of tea, to do something loving, to paint my fingernails. Um, to go shopping. If I don't have any money, I'll blow $5 at the Dollar Tree. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Just that ability to show myself love is something completely new. Um, and I would encourage you to do that during the holiday season is to show yourself love, love on yourself, love on the inner child within you that is screaming out during the holiday season. Um, I grew up very poor and I didn't have a lot of things and uh, I immediately went to the extreme when I left my parents' house and I had a lot of stuff that I couldn't afford, went into a lot of credit card debt and so, you know, like now when it comes to the treat yourself aspect of my life, um, I try to do that within my own means but, you know, around the holiday season, um, I do treat myself more. My birthday is right after Christmas and so... It was just like a mashup of just like not fun times as a kid. We were poor. My birthday was right after Christmas. I shared a birthday with my great-grandfather. It was just like, uh, it was hard for 
you know, a kid to accept that, well, like I don't get a time to shine, so to speak. And so I'm really sensitive around my birthday because of these things and the treat yourself treating me the way that I want to be treated has been really healing and also been great in building esteem. Um, for Christmas, I brought, bought myself a purse, not an expensive purse. I was at Ross. It was within my budget, but it was a purse that I really liked, that I had been looking for, that came with a wallet that I wanted. And doing these things for me has been very helpful in healing, um, of just being a person, um, existing in this world, <laughs> being able to buy myself a purse and not go home and have a spiral thinking about how I don't deserve it and how I don't need to buy myself anything and I'm just trying to make up for being poor as a kid and going down the cycle of thinking of how I don't need anything and I don't deserve anything because I'm nothing. And breaking those cycles of thinking is the point of what I'm saying. And for me, buying the purse helps buy break that cycle of thinking. Um, taking a spa day for myself at home, um, whether that's an hour or a day, sometimes it's two hours, whatever. Taking a bath, doing a face mask, things that are free at home, take an actual spa day and blow a grand if you are able to do that. But, um, you know, I'm always harping on the self-care, self-care, self-care. And I, I harp on that because I didn't learn how to take care of myself as a kid. Nobody showed me. And as an adult, I've been like scrambling to try and figure out what do I do? How do I do this? Um, and so taking the time to pamper and cater to myself, it has helped me a lot with that. Um, the holidays are a great time for me to also work and try and change my perspective on the holidays because I'm classically I've been a Grinch bah humbug no Christmas nothing man because uh, of my experiences but I have a child now and that is not fair to her and so building these new memories with her has been very healing uh, to my inner child to be able to go decorate a Christmas tree or drink hot chocolate and watch The Grinch, do the Christmas advent calendar. I got a Hello Kitty one because she loves kitties. We've been having fun doing that. And it is healing my inner child, those things that I didn't get to do. If you don't have children, um, maybe a niece or a nephew, they have those great trees um, at different department stores where you can get a little tag and help a child who is in need. There's Facebook groups and all kinds of kids in need if you don't have any children in your own life who would love love on the holidays um, and that that is something that has slowly been changing my perspective um, seeing the joy in a child you know getting a gift learning about the traditions around the world of Christmas teaching my daughter about Hanukkah and those traditions, that brings joy. It brings connectedness. And I think that that is, I mean, that's the whole point, right, of being a human being and having the human experience is that we strive and crave for connection. That's why we're here. We want that. We crave that. And um, that's a good way to, to do that. And so this week's episode is is just like centered around 
surviving the holidays, um, being your authentic self and learning how to re-nurture your inner you. Um, that is some of my favorite work that I do in shadow work is nurturing the little child within me that still struggles with feeling a part of, that still struggles with abandonment, with not being good enough, um, reminding that little girl through meditation, through mantras, whatever that be, that we are okay. I just don't think anybody told me that enough as a kid, that I was going to be okay, that things were all right, I didn't have a lot of encouragement, and now I try to give those things to myself. And that's why I started this channel and why I do the things that I do. And I wrote my, my shadow workbooks and the planner is because I want I want to help you heal your inner child too, any way that I can. The amount of mental freedom that I've experienced is not like anything I've experienced before ever. I spent 18 years off and on in 12-step recovery, and I did a lot of step work and service work, and I thought, God damn, this has to make me feel better, and I still felt so empty inside. I had not yet uh, accessed that inner child and started to help her better, <laughs> so here I am now doing that. Um, I appreciate the love and support for my page and my channel um, and my books. I recently just wrote a children's book, The Nervous Cat. It is about taking a mindful breath, a mindful kitty breath with your kids. It's helped me teach my own daughter how to do mindful breathing. Um, it's available now on my website. And I also have my shadow planner, which is 60 days of daily shadow work questions and tarot card draws available on my website and the OG shadow workbook, 100 questions into the shadows also available. Um, and for those of you interested, I do do shadow work coaching based on astrology that's available on my website. I appreciate everybody's support. Um, Go forth this holiday season and know that you are strong, you are brave, you are doing really, really hard work. If you're watching my channel, you're probably doing shadow work. This work ain't no joke. It's not for the weak. You are strong and brave. And if nobody is there to tell you that, I will tell you that. You are strong and you are brave. So thank you so much. Happy holidays. And I'll be back in a couple weeks.